the federal government detail for the first time today the brutality and treatment that Native American children suffered when beginning in the 1800s, they were forcibly moved into U.S. boarding schools. Leaders of different tribes and communities spelled out a litany of horrors that they say led to a cultural genocide that still impacts Native Americans to this day. Amna Navaz looks at what the investigation found. Judy, between 1819 and 1969, thousands of Native American, Alaskan Native, and Hawaiian Native children attended these U.S. government schools, part of a system of over 400 facilities spread out across 37 states or then territories. More than 500 children died while attending. Kids as young as four were forcibly removed from their families, transported across the country in some cases to schools where they were banned from speaking their language, forced to do manual labor, and suffered physical and sexual abuse. Secretary of the Interior Deb Holland spoke today about her own connection to those schools during a difficult and emotional press conference. The fact that I am standing here today as the first Indigenous Cabinet Secretary is testament to the strength and determination of Native people. I am here because my ancestors persevered. I stand on the shoulders of my grandmother and my mother, and the work we will do with the Federal Indian Boarding School Initiative will have a transformational impact on the generations who follow. Also at that event was our guest, Deborah Parker. She is CEO of the National Native American Boarding School Healing Coalition and a member of the Tulalip Tribe in Washington. The coalition works with the government on this report. Deborah, welcome to the news hour, and thank you for making the time. We could hear it there in Secretary Holland's voice. I heard it in your voice when you were speaking earlier today, too. It was difficult. And I wonder if you can just tell me what it was like in that moment, what it felt like in the room to finally be able to come forward and share these findings. You know, in that moment, it was like a a release of extreme amount of sorrow and and grief, but also this feeling of um, this feeling of pride that that we're here today. We're in Washington D.C. We're at our na- nation's capital. You know, I'm sitting next to an indigenous woman from the Laguna Pueblo, known as the U.S. Secretary Interior, Deb Holland, and we're here to share a story, to share a truth that has not been told for generations. The feeling, the enormous feeling of that has impacted so many of us for generations, and it's time that we tell the story. It starts with this interior report on the the U.S. boarding schools and how uh, we've been impacted by this federal government on on the the lives of indigenous children and families. And we should note that this first report is is volume one. There will be more findings from the investigation to come, but specifically this work found marked and unmarked burial sites at 53 different schools, the remains of, of hundreds of children who died in U.S. government custody. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the details uncovered in this investigation. What kind of treatment did those children go through at those schools? How did they die? So many of our children were, were taken and never returned. We know that some of them were, were, were murdered. Some of them were, were buried on, on residential school, boarding school sites and near rivers, on hill sites. <laughs> the stories are uh, so enormous and and we know these stories uh, from from our relatives. We know 
these stories so well, but we're waiting for the federal government. We're waiting for churches, for others to tell the story as well. And, you know, when, when we talk about uh, the, the pain, these were beatings, uh, tortures, uh, Children, just the other day, uh, a member from the Alaska Native Tribe shared with me that uh, his mother was uh, put in the basement of one of the boarding schools. She was chained to a heater, and she was beaten daily. And so the hearing these stories, knowing that, um, that our relatives uh, suffered so enormously, is uh, is a lot to carry. You have mentioned, we heard Secretary Holland mention this idea of intergenerational trauma, that there is a lasting impact and legacy after the, what children went through, what a generation went through in those schools. And the reports show, right, today the disparities are absolutely there. When you look at the American Indian and Alaska Native communities, you see some of the highest rates of poverty and premature death and suicide, some of the lowest rates of graduation. So I want to ask you to connect the dots for us. Do you believe that this effort, this investigation, it can help to close some of those gaps? What's your hope? Absolutely. Um, the, the hope is that we find healing. The hope is that we come together as as a nation to to not only tell of these these truths but also to begin to heal together. And you know our communities have known this truth for generations. It's time that the United States government understands these truths. It's time that we listen. It's time that we hold space for our traditional elders, for our our keepers of our language. It, it's just time that we support tribal nations and indigenous peoples who are um, continue to suffer. And we suffer because we, when our children attend these schools, they're not taught this language. They're not taught our history. We're, we're written out of the history books. It, you know, the goal was uh, kill, kill, kill the Indians, save the man. And so for, for so many of us growing up, in, in the United States, all we wanted to be was the very best self that we could be. We wanted to carry our traditions. We wanted, we want to speak our languages, um, but for our children and our grandparents, that was beaten out of them. That, that for me to, to take a class, a Lashutsi class from my tribe, I, I sat there and cried. I, it was so difficult and I couldn't understand why. But my father shared with me that grandmother cried she she tried to sing her song but grandfather would say don't sing they'll arrest you they'll come and get you so these these were uh these are moments that were so painful for our family and and they were meant for us to forget our our songs it was meant for us to forget our dances and our ceremonies and our language so this this generation generational pain exists very deep within so many of our, our relatives across across uh, what these lands are now called, you know, United States. This is our, our way of life. Deb, you mentioned today that you're not going to stop advocating until there's a full accounting from the U.S. government. So what does that mean to you? Well, it, it means that records, the records go back to the families, that tribal nations are able to find where their children, the missing children, the missing and murdered children um, that the, the government uh, apologizes to these nations, but not only apologizes, but they make amends. And, you know, I don't have the recipe for that, that amends. It, it will be up to each tribal nation, each uh, indigenous person who has suffered at the hands of 
this colonial system, we're just getting to the point where we're telling our story. And I think the rest of that will come as we listen to our elders, as we listen to the stories. That is Deborah Parker, CEO of the National Native American Boarding School Healing Coalition. Thank you for your time. Thank you.